Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Flats and Shanks podcast. Um, Tommy, what a couple of bloody days I've had. Um, how are you, boy? What's going on? What's going on? Well, well, no, it's fine. It's fine, Tommy. Tell me. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah. So, I'm on holiday in inverted commas. I put it in inverted commas because we're down in Devon, as you know, and it is... Everyone's having a great time, but it is not relaxing. Um, with a newborn, a toddler, an 11-year-old, a 13-year-old... Um, <laughs> I see my wife's here as well. A dog. Oh, she's uh, the hardest worker. It I'm is. All of them. I know that's. Yeah. <laughs> the. Without, I know we don't try to swear on this pod because lots of kids listen to it, but it is frigging hard work, oh. and you're not allowed to complain about it except I do. And do you know? I'll sum it up for you. You've been to our house down here. It's not posh, but it's, you know, it's nice on the inside, basically, like me. And um, it's got three bedrooms. Now, that is fine um, until you've got four kids and your toddler needs her own room. The baby's in with us because she's brand new. And the two big girls share a big bed. They they like sharing anyway. They 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 sleep in the same bed, you know, nine nights out of ten anyway. They just like it. So, they're mates. So, but... The house is basically made of cardboard and when the toddler wakes up, which she's waking up earlier here, she started waking up way earlier have for whatever listened, reason. Have you never listened to regressed. Three Little Pigs? You can't build a house like cardboard, mate. Big Bad Wolf will come blow it down. <laughs> it's got to be stone and brick. Mate, it's an, it's an, I know Holiday Home sounds very posh and it is a, very lucky to have it, but it is an ex-council house and I don't think the various councils around the South Hams built them like the Georgians did. And um, it's like, yeah, so when she's awake, everyone's awake. So I'm I'm leaping in inverted commas out of bed every morning when she wakes up. So not I'm not getting up at five because we can't start letting her wake up, at, get up at five. Hmm. Six after six, I'm up. And when you've had a couple of rosés and you're partying a bit and not too much, it's just a bit like, oh, mate. So I've got to leap up to try and keep her quiet, to keep the big girls asleep because they adore their little sister, but not when she costs them sleep. So you've got all this stuff going. I come downstairs and this morning, it's about 6.30 and I'm, I've paid, made porridge for the toddler. She's in her special little seat. She's got a stick on bowl and she is flinging porridge out onto the table and at the dog to feed the dog and throwing it at me, mm. thinking it's hilarious. But I don't realise she's doing it until some of it hits me on the arm and on the back. 
and I say, no, don't do that because the reason I can't say I'm doing it is because I'm on my knees uh, wiping up uh, canine diarrhea and piss from the floor, which has stained the floor, by the way. That is stained. And not only am I wiping it all up and getting it everywhere because it is liquid, it's pure brown liquid, <laughs> but I am trying out, I think I went through seven pencils and little pens to try and find one thin enough that I could wrap with a baby wipe, wipe and rub in between, run in between the floorboards to get the liquid shit that went in between the floorboards. And she's throwing porridge at me. And... Uh, would you rather that or would just, you rather... I was like, what? Would you rather have a crow up your chimney? Not on holiday. I'm going to crow up your chimney before. <laughs> I have to try and get it out. Two of the bastards. <laughs> yes. There's still... I still look at... They read that to repaint it, you know. I had to get it repainted, that fireplace. We... We must have done the crow up the chimney story here on here before. Yeah, we have. It sounds to me, mate, that you need to get yourself in a barrel, close the lid of the barrel, and just float yourself off Niagara Falls. <laughs> See how it goes. I uh, just do you know? You I know when I said at, I looked at my wife. Yeah. You know when we said like at the start, I got my retainers in, mate, because it's late. It's Monday. It's late. I can't be able to take them out. I locked my door at about seven p.m. That's nah, fine, mate. And yeah, um, you're fine, mate. And I forgot where I was going now. Uh, no, yeah, we had we had a the bar- yeah, five bro. second chat. We had a five second chat before we start recording. And I said, "Go on, you you start us off." And he went like this. <sighs> and I knew that breath. <laughs> 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 and I'm tired, mate. I've had it. I'm tired. Um, I had a shit sleep last night. You've had a gut's full. What's going on with you? A long day today. And you're just picking me up. I love this. I'm going to stay up now. <laughs> I'm probably going to stay up till 12 tonight on adrenaline. Endorphins kicked yeah. in from you. So thank you. But do you, know, do you know who I'm starting to envy now? I'm starting to envy those people who I don't believe anyway, but not like Mark Wahlberg who's like working out at three in the morning or something. I'm not a weirdo. But ben it's Earl like, celebrating? Because you want a Those bit of that? Those people... Eh? Envy Ben Earl eh? celebrating? I'm not, I'm not as upbeat as that. I don't know. That's too much for me. Um, uh, ben Earl, very nice man. But the yeah, the celebrations on the knees. It's funny because someone on Twitter today, I, I don't go on Twitter all that much anymore, but someone on Twitter said, all the stuff you could be moaning about, you're moaning about an England player celebrating the small wins and trying to generate no. some psychological momentum. Genuine. And I was like, no, I see what you mean, but I'm sorry, it's a bit much for me. No, no. The way you are at the moment, if you're on a rugby field and someone throws a line out not straight, you're celebrating that because you're in a a hole at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) This is the last you've been at the beach all day. You've cleaned up up liquid (laughs) shit, cleaned up porridge. You've been at the beach all day. You're knackered. It's nine o'clock and you've had to probably sneak downstairs wi-fi issues to start with so i can ima- I imagine you're sweating i'm yeah. to reboot your computer yeah. and now you've got to be funny yeah. but do you know what else what i've got i was at the beach and i texted freya and said oh could you do me a favor and put my headphones on charge because you reminded me charge your headphones for the pod i said yeah, yeah. i get home and they're plugged in and the kids are like, oh, Wi-Fi's terrible here. Literally had full fibre put in yesterday, yesterday. Wi-Fi's rubbish here. They've been home three minutes. It's rubbish. It's not. It's it's amazing. It's the best you can get, mate. It's full fibre. Anyway, it's all off. I'm like, oh, my God, all the sockets are off. So I'm in the fuse box, found the fuse, flicked it up. Oh, my God, they've come back on. The microwave's back on. Right, I've saved everyone's lives. We can do the pod. But the headphones weren't charging. Oh, no. So, I mean, how long have I got? What have I got on them? I'll tell you. I've got 24%. Who cares? We'll just go until they switch so off. It, it, Tommy, it's got... My point is this. We do these long summers in Devon, and I think it's the most tired I ever am, and it's mm. meant to be a holiday. And I'm a whinging bastard, but we are thinking about doing a bit less in Devon next summer and actually going abroad to an all-inclusive somewhere. I'll go on Wednesday, mate. If we can. I'm heading off Wednesday. Where are you going? All-inclusive. Ibiza, and only Reese Blumberg has booked the same holiday as me, unbeknown to myself. Oh my God. So I've got a partner in crime out there. 
I'm just going to take photos of his moles on his leg. He's got three moles together. It's like it's like the Predator laser, but brown and hairy. <laughs> <laughs> I have to before I forget. I have to tell if you. He's this. got. I was in um. I was in a box watching a game at the weekend. Indigo box. Thank you, Matthew Bennett. Um, and Cheers, Dan buddy. Dan Fish was in there. You know Dan Fish, number ten, fifteen. Oh, my hero, mate. I love him. Yeah. Now. When you see, of course, no, he is, mate. When you, when it comes to sort of January, right at the start of February, you get all the messages about the Six Nations is back and all the boys in stonewashed jeans and brown shoes. Oh my days! That is what yeah, he had I love on. It. Yeah. That is what he had on. His shoes, his brown oh, shoes, brilliant. weren't. They looked like leather, but when I touched them, they didn't move. I said, "What? Well, they're like made out of carbon fiber or something, right?" They would. The heel on them was absolutely huge. They just. I just how, how? How can you put them on your feet? How's that comfy, mate? It's like carbon fiber boots. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "You nick. You nick those jeans off Rob Howley as well." <laughs> I, said, well I was going. Where do you go shopping, mate? Yellowstone. Just hammering him. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Little spurs on the back. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm gonna send you a photo of them after. It, they were just, they were just perfect. They were perfect. I mean, I won't have a word said against him, but I like it. I'm looking forward to seeing that picture. Yeah, no, he's a good bloke. <laughs> he's a good bloke. Right, going all inclusive. Well done, fella. If, yeah, all inclusive. What I was going to say was, if Blum's got anything, if he's got anything about him, he'll shave those moles before takeoff. He's very, very good. He knows good. you. He'll, yeah. Every mouthful of food he eats, you will photograph. You, you watch him on any photo that he goes away with the lads. He's always at the back and all he sees is his head peering over someone's shoulder. He's never yeah. at the front. He's never yeah, got the rig silly, out. Mate. He's not never got the rig mate. out until it is going to be all over my Insta next week. Rigsy. Yeah. E- eating, bending yeah. over, picking up his little boy. Riggedy Reese Blumberg. Yeah. Yeah. Rigor mortis. Mm. But anyway, I'm booking their little one in kids club. Yeah, good. Most days. Probably going to read a book. Oh, yeah. Oh, brilliant. I'm, I'm gonna Just 7 a.m. till midnight. I'm yeah. going to eat like a king. Bit of fruit oh, in the morning. Well done, mate. For the bowels. I'm not asking. <laughs> <laughs> Is that my uncle? You, I'm not asking for numbers because that's crude, but I always imagine an, a nice, all inclusive. In August is punchy. Mm, no, you're right. Is it? That's that's not too bad. It's a it's a Tui holiday. It's like, but all they're all good in at, flights, they're good accommodation, a lot. Yeah, yeah. I tell you, Tarada Beach. It's called. That's all I can remember. But they've got loads of stuff for the kids. Because I got that's it. Got chatting to a guy a couple of days ago on the beach who I know through a friend. He's quite posh, but real nice guy. And um, he's like, yeah, I told him this. He goes, yeah, we go to, I forget what it's called now, Peligo or Pelegrano or something. And really, honestly, really reasonable, really reasonable. 30 grand a week. <laughs> I put it in. He's got four kids. 30 grand a week. No way, boy. Is what it costs. They always go for a couple of weeks in July and August. It's like a Mark like, Warner. Mark Warner. 60 bags. Ones. Yeah. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Mm. What's going on, Tom? What the hell is going on? Um, anyway, this we're, we're, I'm doing, we're doing this pod tonight. Uh, it's Monday night where we are, guys. And this is what I would be doing now where I'm not on this pod is I'll be sitting in exactly the same place, but I'd be watching Painkiller on Netflix. Yeah, I saw the first episode of that. But then I did, I Googled it and apparently it's not as accurate as it's being portrayed. Okay. Well, there's a few... They've paprikaed it here and there because I've read the book uh, Empire of Pain by Patrick Redden Keefe, which is about the Sacklers and all this stuff, mm. and it is amazing. Everyone should read it. And um, I need a book, but for now I'm halfway through it. it uh, it's really good. It's a, it's an amazing book. Um, I don't know if it's a holiday read. It's quite uh, it's quite serious. Um, but the it's quite heavy. But the people are saying that Dope Sick is better than Painkiller. That's what a lot of the reviews are saying. It's not as good as Dope Sick and I think I started dope. We started dope sick and never quite got into it. So maybe don't know. Have you but done? Anyway. Have you done the last drop? No, drop out yet. 
The Dropout. Have you done that yet? Elizabeth Holmes one. What's that? On Disney. Uh, no, I've listened to the podcast. Yeah, you've got to watch the series. Um, it's really good. Is it good? Yeah, very good. Okay. Very good. Okay. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, six or seven, six or eight episodes. I can't remember how many, but it's on Disney. And I enjoyed the podcast as well. I think you probably put me onto it, but the series was just as good. And you knew, you know what happens as well. So it's, it's still enjoyable, even though you know the outcome. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, if the acting is the, strip, the script and the acting and all that's good enough, then it works. Although, I wasn't too fast on Stephen Fry. He was in it. Just... Yeah, okay. Don't know. Don't know. And I love Stephen Fry. I think he's amazing. Mm. But just didn't yeah. really suit the part, I think. If I'm being really picky. If yeah. I'm being David okay. Flatman. Nah. If I'm being David Flatman. Yes, quite. Do, do you think it's a case of we want Stephen Fry in this? Let's get him in it somehow. Maybe. Is it like get? I want to get. We just want to get our best players on the field. Um, so we're going to play a couple of people out of position. Yeah, like me Is on the that? wing. You at tight head. Quite. I wasn't going to say anything. I was <laughs> going to say Lee Halfpenny on the wing, and I was going to say jokes. I meant Tom Shanklin, but I didn't say it. Ah, uh, just for the pace. Um, just for the pace. Now, you were fine on the wing until you played Rokotoko. <laughs> but a lot of people have been in that position. Yeah, Brian Abana. Everyone was fine until they played him. Doug Howlett. Yeah. Rico Gear. He, they weren't right in the end. Joe Roth. Did you play against all those guys on the wing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was How'd you go? Did you skin uh, any of them? Uh, didn't, win one, didn't win a game. Put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> that's, just not, that's not just you, fella. That's not just you, boy, is it? Oh, don't, don't. This was upbeat. Um, this was going to be upbeat. Um, have you watched any athletics before we continue? No, really I haven't. We're, I'm not at home. I'm basically not mm. at home on these holidays till night time. But um, holidays, inverted commas. But I really love athletics and I love watching it. Karina Johnson-Thompson, mate. I haven't watched any. So Second World Championship gold. World champ. She's brilliant. That yep. last race, the 800, she had to finish within three seconds of the American Hall. And... Oh, I had to dig deep. It was a really good race. Really good. Really, really enjoyed that. The mixed four by 400 meter relay. Did you see the Dutch woman fall on her face? Right well, before the I've, line. No, but I've read about this controversy. I've read the two of them though, weren't there? Yeah, I've only seen one. So another, another Dutch athlete fell by the line before, just before the line as well. What are you thinking? I don't, look, what I'm not saying is race fixing. Hmm. That's what I'm not saying. Batten but fixing. My mate Darren reckons it's um, mate reckons it's uh, race fixing. Mm. Don't know. Uh, did you watch the Lionesses? Uh, yeah, I saw bits of it actually. You? Yeah, we had a party. We had a party. <laughs> at, we had a party at Danny's house. Um, <laughs> can imagine it wasn't you much with of a party. It was. Um, can imagine with the English shirt on with bright on the back. Tell it. It, was, it wasn't much of a party. It was 11 in the morning. But um, we had loads of sausages and bacon. And then um, we, we were just absolutely stuffed by the end of it, just eating ourselves to a standstill. So there was me, Danny, um, Grucock, Stuart Hooper was there, and all our families and our mate Tomo. You know Tomo. Yeah, of course. Was there. And all the kids are running around going, H, it was brilliant. And we watched the Lionesses. Kids love it. And didn't manage to win, but... They were the better side and all that. It was yeah, it was Spain good, were. It was a good watch, but um, yeah, really good. But we were so full. It was like, oh my god, I'm not gonna have any lunch now. And Dan's like, right, so uh, I've done the first carb on the chicken shawarma on the jotisserie. <laughs> and he's been doing a, like a six kilo chicken kebab outside. We're like, right, let's do it. And then straight from there, we went to the beach to meet Ollie Cohn, uh, former Quinns guy, and some other mates. James Grindle, the old scrum half, oh, he's yeah. an old mate of mine as well, is down here. Have a game of touch. We all met up. And certainly not, no, the kids did. And Pauli and I went over to meet Kona and it was like, Kona's like, he's got a full, he's got a gas canister, like for a barbecue and a full stand. And he's, we're across the water, mind. He's taken this all on a boat and he's done a massive barbecue on the floor over some rocks and cooked loads of food. And he's got a massive paella going on a raised, like a raised platform with a full camping table with tablecloth on it and cutlery. It's unbelievable. Oh, Wow. You need someone like that in your life, don't you? Oh. Someone just willing to do well, it, mate, yeah. to do all the prep. Um, I tell you yeah. what I liked about Lioness's game. 
Um, it was quite it was quite a good game. Um, but when the England keeper saved the ball, you could just mouth read her. Just go, oh, f off, f off. It was brilliant. I was just go on, and I was like, uh, it is as some people have said on Instagram, it's the best fuck off ever. <laughs> it's a great one. It was the aggression as well. But, so aggressive, but I'm thinking. I mean, it was great that, but she's amazing. She was amazing, but she won a golden hand. I'm, I, you know, I have a problem. A golden hand. <laughs> she did. Golden. It's the golden glove, but I like it. I like oh, you calling it the golden hand. Oh, I just saw her with a golden hand. <laughs> um, the Midas touch. C three PO. <laughs> I've got tears. That's uh, how tired I am. But unfortunately, well, yeah, I know, World Cup final or not, I've got a problem with goalkeepers. <laughs> I think we might have spoken about this before. And Sam Allardyce. Aaron Ramsdale, he's the, he's the, Rams, he's the Arsenal one, isn't he, Aaron Ramsdale? Yep. Yep. Best bloke ever. Met him a couple of times at dinners. Oh my God, he's such a good bloke. I've never met another goalkeeper, but I think they might all be knobs. Mm. Because that outburst is fine, but goalkeepers, I think goalkeepers don't realise they're supposed to make saves and sometimes gather up the ball. Mm. Whenever the, someone gets a shot away and they save it, or catch it, knock it by, just stop it, they abuse their teammates. Hey! Hey, hey, come on, yeah? Hey, fucking this and fuck. It's like, no, no, no. Sometimes professional footballers get shots away. Sometimes strikers get shots away, amateur or professional. You must be expected to, it's almost like if I've got a, hang on a minute, I'm a prop. Why should I have to scrummage because you've knocked the ball on? Hey, hey, you. He's like, shanks, you know. <laughs> Why do they berate their teammates when the opposition just get a shot away and they save it? It's your job, mate. <laughs> I, I love listening anyway. to Roy Keane on goalies, but you're right. It's like they weren't good enough to play football, so they had to put it going goal, like defenders. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're not, they're yeah. not good enough to take shots or score goals, so they've got to be a defender. It's like boys who play on the wing. <laughs> on the wing, because they can't really catch and bath properly. Just rapid, yeah. Yeah, just rapid. Yeah, because still, you can still be quick in the centre, but you've got to be able to catch and pass. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. That's it, that's it, that's it. Football. You're an international wing as well, mate. So. Yeah, but only only for the greater good. When I had to, when time yeah, came. Yeah. When I was called upon for my country. It was queen and country for you, wasn't it? Have you seen the Welsh squad announced what they did? It's very good. Got the co-captain thing. Yeah, but they got they got loads of people to announce uh, the team members. It's quite cool. Oh, I haven't seen it. No, what do they do? Um, they've just got sort of community people um, telling everyone who's in the squad. So they say their name and they put it all together in a video. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's really good. That's cool. I like that stuff. There's, there's probably a greater meaning to it, mate, that, you know, this where the the guys are from. Um, it's the area that they're brought up in or the area that they're born. Yeah. I've, I've not I've not read into it too much. I just saw it and I thought, oh, I look, quite like that. It's quite cool. Although I do think the best dress so that far is, cool. is the Australians with their hats. And that Eddie Jones interview is absolutely amazing. And <laughs> honestly, it's so like, good. It, it? it was a good interview anyway. It was a brilliant interview. And he's just hammering the, the press saying, if you've got nothing positive to say, what's the point? What's the point? And like he's, it's been a bit short with them, even though Australia aren't great at the moment. And then just the final scene when he says, you want to give yourself up a cat? And I thought he was just going to walk out the room, but he just walks off with a little travel suitcase. <laughs> it's, just, it's just the best. <laughs> See you later, guys. Get on the plane. It's like, um, it's like he's leaving. I'm a celebrity jungle. We were we were laughing our laughing our heads off at that at the uh, the travel suitcase thing because you texted me that I remember and I was telling the lads about it and everyone was crying at that. Oh, so good! Oh. But he he's not stupid, mate. No, of course. Mark he's not. Smith, the media manager up at Newcastle Falcons, a very bright bloke, and he and he just said, "Mate, he's not stupid. 
everyone's talking about Eddie Jones now. He's taken all the spotlight off his team. Who yeah, it can't is. Get a win. It is. He's not stupid. But if they don't, if Australia don't perform in the World Cup, which there's a good chance they might not, because it's you know they've got Wales, Fiji, England. If if they don't get through to a quarter or a semi, a semi final probably, then he's gone. I reckon because he's put all his hopes on Australia performing. A bit like what Gareth Jenkins did with Wales in 2007. We don't. We only beat England in the last game before the World Cup in the Six Nations. Uh, that was only because his team talk, he came in in a beige suit, took his jacket off, facing the other way, turned back, and <laughs> a map of Africa was coming down his leg where he hasn't shaken his little, his winky properly before he'd been for a <laughs> and honestly, it was just coming down the side of his leg. And that was the only reason we won, because we were all just pissing ourselves, trying to keep a straight face. And he, he had literally pissed himself. Yeah. Um, and then. Oh, great. No, I, I think Eddie Jones will stay regardless. But no. Yeah, he'll go. No, Sorry. he won't. He won't. Okay. He can't. I don't know. Um, but he's good for I the game. I giggle at these, these things. Just. See Brad Davis quit hours before they left. Hours before they left to fly to France. Brad Davis, the attack coach, quit uh, Australia team. Um, oh. Mate of mine from Bath, coached me for years at Bath. Still lives in Bath. Great guy. Um, did I've never known him coach attack. Doesn't mean he wouldn't be good. But as a defence coach, thought he was. I thought he was brilliant. He was a brilliant defence coach when he coached us. Um, but I don't know why he's left. Um, wow. I don't know. I we can did. guess, can't we? If 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 he texts me back, if he texts me back, I wouldn't say because it would be private. But he hasn't texted me back, <laughs> um, probably because he knows that I talk a lot on these things and he wants to keep things to himself. But I did read that um, he's in line for the Queensland Reds jobs with Led's Kiss from Irish as well. So mm. I really, if he wants it, I really hope he gets that. But you know, I we can probably have a good guess at why he wasn't enjoying himself in that role. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but it would be a guess so to keep going on about it like we know would be a bit silly but um, have a good go at it couldn't we we are 20 minutes into this pod and you and I don't want to be here we don't have to be here <laughs> we're doing it can, we, can I just talk about the Wales South Africa game and then you do the Ireland England and we can just we can go to bed then is that right yeah yeah okay Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Record defeat by Wales, 52 16, South yeah. Africa. Um, look. With the team South Africa picked and the team Wales picked, there was only going to be one, like Highlander. There was no chance, really, that Wales were going yes. to beat South Africa, unless there was a red card no. or unless something no. huge happened to the South African team. Then, I mean, look at the front row. Kits off no. marks. Malherb. I mean, all Mal of Herber, it. Nine yeah. nine. Um R.G. Snyman. Got Pumpville. Absolutely. Like, yeah. So, Marks, Snyman, Dutoit. Um, Visa, Khaleesi, they were all big carries from them. Every every contact, they absolutely dominated. And Wales can do that. Wales can get any go forward. I don't think they had a scrum for 
maybe the first half inside or or attacking ball inside South Africa's 22. They tried a couple of things like Johnny Williams got a little bit of go forward off the lineup, but then second and third phase they were just slowed down again, and the South African defence was so good, Wales just had to kick. Um, they were unlucky with a couple of things. I thought the Rio Dyer yellow card and penalty try. I don't think it was a penalty try. I think the ball had already passed um, Kane and Moody before he even tried to grab it, and it was slapped out. It didn't look like it was an intentional slap out. It looked looked a little bit like Rio Dyer was probably I trying to it slap hit Moody's the, hand. Was trying to slap the ball out of Moody's hand. It, it was what it looked like. So mm. I found that a strange decision, and then. It's just the soft tries which really hurt Wales. The intercept, I think it might have been Stefty Toy, right down on their five-meter line in the second half, and then Creel ends up what going play, from the mate. halfway line. Yeah, mate, they are so. Can I good. just say, is it was it who was it that was meant to tackle? Who missed the tackle on Creel? Was it Tom Rogers? Roger Rogers. Mm. I think he should have got him. Yeah, I think he could. Oh, Jack Noel. Jack Noel. If he's moving that quickly, gets him there. I think he should have got him. Anthony Watson definitely gets in there. He had hands on. He was in contact. He should have got it's, him. It, yeah. It's a hard attack. And you see that happen a lot, though. I'd have got him. What I'm saying is I would have got him there. Yeah. You, like Epi Tyone. But when you get close like that, sometimes you don't expect the fend. And sometimes, like that that tackle he's trying to do is sort of jump on his back is easier than to tackle low. So yeah. he's done that. But he's just he's got caught out. Um, Vili LaRue. He was, for me, he was immense. And... Uh, He's a master, isn't he? I know Manny Leboc was, was good at 10, but Vili LaRue featured so much in their attack. So you had Leboc one side, you had Vili LaRue the other side. But his vision was outstanding at the weekend. Um, his skill set of being able to pick those passes out uh, was, was just as good. And he was such a threat the whole game. He was rolling back the years. It was honestly, I thought he was one of the best players out there. Um, did you see the Manny Leboc pass for Willems's try? It was a thing of beauty. Yeah. It was a thing of beauty. Yeah. It was a 3v4. Like, where's have four defenders? South Africa had three attackers. There's absolutely no way you should score. Um, but the pass was that good. Rio Dyer just gets caught ball watching. And for me, I don't think he should have been yellow carded. That was probably his only mistake, really, in that game just gets caught watching the ball and the pass is that good it takes Willems on the outside and, and just ghosts in but Rio Dyer was one of the positives for me like he was very good under the high ball he was very um, he had a very good attitude and he was he wanted to carry the ball he was trying to get stuck in as best as he could and I'm glad he's going on the tour I'm glad he's been selected um, I thought Sam Costello in certain areas is Josh Adams going by the way yeah, I he haven't is. looked I've been out all day yeah he is he's going um, right. I thought Sam Costello some valuable bit of game, valuable bit of game time for him. Yeah, I, I like know, him. He's I good. know it was tough, but mm. there was a couple of chances Wales got on the outside of South Africa, and a lot of that was him playing flat and him taking it to the line. Um, there weren't many other positives, to be fair, Dave. Um, Wales were just absolutely outmuscled, and they'll. It, it was a bit of a bit of a wake-up call really because England was good the England game was good the first game they had but we won't be a top physical tier nation like that like a South Africa like a New Zealand like a France playing that way we have to get better in attack have to um, but yeah it was tough for the boys out there and, and you feel from a little bit because once you once you go behind by like 20 points then that's it you sort of it's game over isn't it but Really, really yep. impressed by South Africa. Like the, you look and think, yeah, absolutely, you can win another Rugby World Cup because your set piece is brilliant, and then you've got just X factor behind. Even though you don't maybe play as much as a New Zealand or a France in attack or Australia, they've got special players out there. Cheslin Kobe, defensively, like everyone talks about how how good he is in attack. Defensively, he is on the button every single time. Like makes really good reads, mm. makes um, really good intercepts, um, doesn't miss tackles really, and gets himself in, in, gets himself in a really good position. So he can blitz, but he's also got enough speed and agility to be able to turn and catch a player because he, he's pacey enough as well. So, um, like I was properly, properly impressed. Not that I haven't been before, but 
and then you bring in on like Vermeulen and you bring in on Willemse, <laughs> Vincent Koch. Like, I'll tell you another you one. Got, who, and he got Etzebeth in yeah, his track Yeah, I know, I know. Um, Hendrix had a good game at nine as well. Like, he was another yeah. he was another big positive, yeah. I, I think, for South Africa. So, anyway, the, just while we're on Wales, the Wales squad was announced. There, there wasn't too many surprises. I've got it now in front of me, yeah. Big Dave. Um, a couple of the omissions, really. <sighs> They're taking two scrum halves. Um, so Kieran Hardy's not going. He he had a mm. tough he had a tough day against South Africa, which which he, yeah, he did, yeah. as a scrum half is going to be tough when your pack isn't going forward. Um, Alex Cuthbert didn't get a chance to play and uh, was meant to be selected on, know, on the wing, but had to pull out. I wonder what he could have done in that game, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I thought maybe Sam Parry was in with a shot, but they're taking Ryan Elias, who's fit. Um, and Elliot D, who's yeah. good with the darts for the line-out, and obviously Dowie Lake. Hopefully Dowie Lake gets fit, because yep. I know he ch- I know there's a couple of ropey line-outs, so they weren't all his fault, by the way, but I I just like him a lot. I yep. really like him. He's a bull. I think another one might have been yep. unlucky was Tame Plumtree. It seemed to go okay against England at Twickenham, but yeah. not enough game time, really. Um, but I think everyone else is going. Uh, that, that needs to go. Henry Just, Thomas, the former England prop, yep, going, of course. He's in. Kieran Azarati didn't get the nod. So you've got Henry Thomas, Thomas Francis, and Dylan Lewis. Um, so well, mate, if you're an inexperienced tight head and, and the game you've got to go out and prove yourself is against Kitsoff and Marks, and mm. then you've got Ox and Shay to come off the bench at some point, I mean, you've got to have the day of your life, mate, to survive that. And they got pumped and the reserves came on and... You know, yep. Henry Thomas, a good scrummager, he's been operating in, you know, won the top four team in Montpellier, but Ox and Che got stuck in and it was boom time. Like just different level. And Malcolm Marks is just, he is so good. I know. He is so explosive, good over the ball, technically good, abrasive, aggressive. Ah, he's fantastic, man. Yeah. What a player. Nick Tompkins is going, I think that's probably because he has played a little bit on the wing before. Covers twelve and thirteen, whilst sort of Max Llewellyn covers twelve, Kieran Williams covers twelve, Joe Roberts mostly plays thirteen. So I think being versatile has gone mm. towards Nick Tompkins. Other than that, it's a pretty strong squad. And mate, you look at the draw. You look at that draw. Like, we'll talk about it again on the ITV pod, but it's a wicked draw that right hand side to get yeah. to a final. It's it like you look at the left hand side. Oh my days! It's going to be some early exits for some big teams. But we'll crack on with that when we do the ITV pod. Talk to me about England, Ireland. Another red card. <laughs> standard England. Yeah, standard. Um, it's it's so. I mean, I think they were right at the start of the game. You thought. George Ford's trying to pull a few strings here and maybe, maybe, maybe. But actually what he did was kick everything, mm. pretty much everything. And England have this game where it, it's a little bit like, I mean, I've said almost this exact thing about Bath a year or so ago. Um, there's this There's this way you can play rugby, which is like... I guess it. I guess it's like it's not the Kiwi way. It's not the French way. Say it's the, the Springboks or it's Saris. Less so these days because they're quite expansive. But for a while, and it's you basically kick and bully the opposition into submission and making mistakes, and then when you get to the far end, you've got a bit of magic to score, right? So you sort of bully and kick your way into the red zone, and then you convert. So the box are particularly good at it because they can bully you because they kick well and because they have magic and stardust to finish when they get back there it up yeah. and a lot of power. England don't have the power. They don't have it. So there was the odd scrum. There was one scrum penalty that went against England, which where I thought they were done over. I think it was a bad call. Um, Genge had a brilliant scrum, I thought, against Tiger Furlong and got pinged for it or England got pinged for it. I thought... Henry Stewart, uh, Will Stewart, sorry, 
struggled a bit and it looked it looked more solid when Sinclair came on. Um, I think they're looking to Will Stewart to overtake Carl Sinclair and I'm very good player, Will Stewart. Um, big man and gets around and carries well, but I'm not quite sure they know who their first choice is at the moment, probably Sinclair after the weekend, but they don't have that brutal power. But also the kicking isn't great. Like mm. it just isn't. And Ben Youngs is there to be that guy to follow the plan and to box kick the crap out of it and put the opposition under pressure and exit their own territory on kick on their terms and all that stuff. But actually quite seldom does, quite rarely did, did, did England kick create real problems for Ireland. There's not a brutal chase where someone's getting smashed on the, to bits as soon as they land. There's not brilliant contests in the air. The kicks are often kind of not that accurate and the chasers can't quite get near them. So they back off and it becomes a passive chase line. It's almost like I see that if you take an England team in what in international terms would be called last minute, you've got eight games to turn a team into a World Cup winning team. That is difficult. The easiest plan to put in place, the simplest plan to put in place is basically kick pressure, kick chase, defence, pressure, pressure, pressure. England, but England, and it worked with Leicester, it hasn't worked with England yet, hasn't worked at all. The kicking's not good enough. There's not enough bullying, aggressive force uh, up front. So you can, you can't, they can't bully teams in submission. It's just not working and yet. And when they get to the opposition red zone, the, the opposition third of the field, they do not have the composure, the deceit, the choreography, the magic to finish it. So they're not actually scoring any tries. So none of the components that required for that sort of game is working. And by the way, they're leaking a lot of tries. Mm. So it's 20 tries in four tests or something or five tests now. So they're leaking tries and not scoring any. So none of those components is present. And World Cups in about five minutes. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, it is. It's wor- it is slightly worrying right. times. But I, I always think if it clicks for England, they are a quality team. But it looks like a lot of self-doubt. They, they don't look a confident team at all. I think as well, there's a massive difference between sort of how positive they play as to how Ireland play. Watch, like the biggest thing for me about Ireland is they're all good decision makers. So it's not just like your your 10 or your 12 or your 15 who is a good decision maker. All the way through that pack, mm. because everyone has to carry now, everyone has to step up to first receiver and make that decision to either tip it on or, or put it back behind to a ball player. But Ireland just seemed to nail those opportunities. I look, I, and I look at Wales sometimes, and when it's on to play out the back, they don't, they play short. And when they play out the back, it's on to, it's on to play short. They just they don't make good, intelligent decisions like Ireland do, and how quickly they realign and get themselves into position. It's so rugby league esque, which every team is trying to play, but they're just miles miles better at it than most other teams. And even if yeah. off the set piece it doesn't quite work, three or four phases down they're into position again. They're into phase play, and they just know what they're doing. It. It is it is really good to watch. You look at that Bundyaki try; it was just a tip on. But being able to see that under pressure yeah. as a forward, which you're not used to doing, really, most forwards aren't. You know, you're not you're not used to having great vision because you know you, that's not your job. But now Ireland just seem a team yeah. full of creators, full of guys that, for me, would be great at touch. They'd be really good, like touch rugby players, because they know yeah. where the space is. They identify the space and they get the ball there. But but no one, no one overruns the pass. Um, no one's out of position. Everybody knows exactly what they're doing, and they're just like Mac yeah. Hansen, just a, a classic example. Another classic example just comes in like to the ten position crossfield kick. Gary Ringrose catches it. Like that's your winger, that's yeah. your left winger, just coming in. It looked like it was it, it was off the cuff because Ringrose, it was off phase play. Ringrose are just keeping the width down the right-hand side, but just the communication in was, was brilliant. Bundyaki's pass for Keith Earls, 100th cap, um, great moment for him, huge moment for him. I've, I've never yeah, met him. Guy. I've never yeah. met him, but all I hear is just amazing things about what a good bloke he is. Um, and yeah. it was a great try for him as well. Great moment for him, great moment for his family, but really well taken as well. But 
they're just a team full of creators and very, very intelligent. Up there with yeah. New Zealand because they they break teams down differently yeah. to uh, South Africa. They break teams similar similar to France, similar to um, New Zealand. But at the mo like at the moment, you could probably you could probably say they're up there with New Zealand to be favourites for the World Cup. Like I know people have said that after Six Nations, but you're never quite sure how you're going to perform in these warm up games. But again, just so impressed. Like really enjoy watching them play. Like you sell rugby off the back of watching them play. Interested to see how they deal with South Africa's power. Yeah. Interested. Mm. That is, it's like intelligent, high-functioning machine versus unlimited uppercuts. Yeah. Like it is relentless. Know, there's a big, there's a steamroller coming. Yep. Yep. Relentless brutality. Yep. So and, that is, and they did it without sex. I, I thought, I thought South Africa looked. They had high tempo at the weekend. I thought they looked like quite a high tempo team. They they weren't just chugging it up. They were moving the ball and they were getting it off the deck quickly. I thought they Yeah, they really were. Good. They were, but the damage initially was done with RG Snyman or Marks or Steph Detoit. That's what got them on the front foot. Then they then they could play. Ireland don't always need that. Yeah. Ireland can do it off a static defence because their movement is so good. Yeah. So superior. Um. Yeah, I watched that in a so place called Turtle bands, Bar. So, about the various bands. Oh, well done, boy. Yeah. Oh, well done, lad. I Go on, what? Kids climbing all over me. <laughs> um, what bands? These various bands. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, if, well, if Billy Vunapola gets three weeks, so he's he'll, he'll probably get six weeks mandatory, mm. plead guilty, do a tackle school, could get two weeks and miss Fiji and Argentina. There's a game next week as well, England. Not so. a player in great form anyway. Mm. Sorry? But England got a game next week as well, which would probably count for, wouldn't it, as a ban? Yeah, Fiji, Fiji, yeah. 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 So, so Fiji's the last one-up game. So they, so he's not in great form anyway. And then Farrell, so you lose Farrell for three weeks, so you lose him for Fiji, although they're going to try and get the Ireland game included. You could tell by the wording of their comms that they were going to try and um you know owen would have been owen would have been playing owen would have been playing but we've removed him because of all this so they're going to try and make that count as one of his banned games um so you definitely still take farrell if he misses one game do you still take vunapola if he misses two you probably do um it's an interesting one because he's got to the end of the month to make changes but ben earl at eight is very good I mean, he's very good everywhere. He's a brilliant player. Um, yeah. So I guess I've answered my own question. They still take him. Yeah. But uh, here's the thing. At the last World Cup, we had a couple of ideas when I was out there with ITV about little features we could do with some players that just aren't just another interview in a windowless room or on a balcony with a polo shirt, England polo shirt on. It was like, could we do this? Could we take... Um, I hope I'm not speaking out of school here, but I'll do it anyway. Um, could we take Elliot Daly and Jamie George for coffees in town? Could we take Genji and Sinclair for sushi in town? And just film, just have a chat, film it. Yeah. And be a bit of fun. Get to know the lads a bit. No, no, no. We got access all the time, but we got 10 minutes here, 12 minutes there, 15 minutes here, eight minutes there press officer standing behind the camera, which is absolutely fine, you know. But we were the sole broadcaster and we just got nothing, mate. Like, absolutely nothing. We had a few... In the end, I was having, we had a couple of ideas. It was like, what is the point? What's the point? And a legendary producer with us who's been there and done it and seen everything. And he's just like, mate, I'll put it to them, but it will be a no. And it was a no. It's mm -hmm. like, what is the point? <laughs> and I, I guess I've got to be careful here because I, I work for ITV and I'm very chuffed to work for ITV. Um... This isn't about ITV. ITV would be love to do loads more stuff, but there was I. I often thought to myself, they must be scared of Eddie. Is Eddie is Eddie a scary boss? And they're scared just in case something goes wrong. And then once we got told that what other players said no, and I was like, uh, I don't believe that. I don't believe they would say no to that. Um, but 
then it's just no, no, no. And I think to myself, you got Owen Farrell, and we were chatting with all the lads the other day at the, at the Lionesses party about this stuff. You got, say, Owen Farrell. So we sort of, in inverted commas, know him because we're rugby people. We've been at events he's at. You've seen him on touchlines. You kind of get to know someone. He's got, he's down here in Devon a bit, and I see him every now and again, just walk past him when he's on the beach or whatever, like once every five years. You get to know them a bit. We know, not that it matters, I'm not, this is not the point, it's just, you shouldn't get away with anything because you're a nice bloke. We know that he's a really nice bloke. He's really nice. He's quiet, but he's really nice. And all of his teammates love him. And the Lions, they all love him. Mm. They're desperate for him to be in the team. Yep. They love him. The coaches love him, right? He's everyone's like ultimate guy. But because you never get to know these people, he does this, he makes this high tackle again and gets away with it. And there is absolute uproar from, yes, around the world, but also from English fans. English fans have gone mad because he's not their friend. These players, I don't think, are the, the fans' friends. They don't know them. Like, how much, con you know, the, some of the content is great that the lads create during tournaments and stuff, the, the crew there, do some brilliant stuff. I want to know these guys. And it's almost like you hear... Maru Atoji spoke out a while ago, I did an interview and said, you know, rugby's not packaged well enough and oh, people often say we need superstars and you look at the American sports and it's like, honestly, the impression I get is if I said, right, I'm going to do a thing for ITV and I want to go and let's do it, have sushi, coffee and a workout with Maru Atoji, the answer would be no. If I was a paying brand, if I'm Nike or whoever or, you know, then I'm sure it could be, we come to an arrangement. But if it's just... The answers are no with England. So I sort of think, mm. my, my question is, would Owen be copping this much grief if the greater public, I know he's shy, but if the greater public knew what a nice bloke he was, this well, is not yeah. me saying he should get no. away with it or defending it. It's, well, it happens all would the they time. turn against him so readily? Well, it happens all the time. There's a likability factor in a lot of stuff. And if, mm. if you're quiet and if you're not um, active on social media, because he's not, you know, you look at some of the other players that are like, I don't know, yeah. Liam Williams is quite active on social media. Um, Joe Marler. And yeah. you get a bit more of an insight into those types of characters and players. Yeah. When you're not, when you're, when you're, you're not on Instagram, you're not on Twitter, you're not making videos, then you're right. People, you know, look at, look at the tackles, probably look at the interviews after where, you're not seeing pro much personality. You're not seeing sort of the true person behind the voice because you're trying to play it straight back to the media. Then that is a factor. It does come into people's perception of you and people's attitude towards you, and it forges opinions probably a lot stronger than mm. than normal. So, yeah, I mean, I've only met him once or twice. Just said hello. That's it. But I think he's brilliant as a player. I've always said this. And you're right with the with the boys. You and, have, and yeah. The Lions. It's, it's not just about Owen Farrell either. It's no, I it's know. Just, I know. If, if you th <clears throat> you think how you think how people have taken against the England team, and they've been really poor. Like let's not let's not pretend they've been anything other than really disappointing when they've played. Right? They take against them so readily. And I I remember when Stuart Lancaster. I know it didn't end up going well uh, in the end at the World Cup in Australia, but when he took over that team. Mate, six months or a year into Stuart Lancaster being the boss of that team, I was watching England on telly and I was out of, genuinely out of my chair cheering for them. I've never done that in rugby before. I just sit quietly. I, could, I really, really wanted the boys to win. Just like all the South African lads we played with in the Kiwis, desperate for their yeah. mates to win and the French yeah, they lads. they love it. They love it, don't they? I've never been like that, mate. I've no. always been like, whatever. Mm. Whatever. Or, yeah, didn't pick me. You know, you know, a bit of fun, but not really, not 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 bothered, but not that emotional about it. Stuart Lancaster made me a proper England fan again. Yeah, what he did, and he well, pro you could say it went to, but he properly got them engaging with us, and I don't see that at the moment. I don't see it because we do this podcast, and because I don't think we know him. You do a lot on TV, and you're quite funny. Um, when you do slip up, and you will, it's inevitable that will happen one day on air. That you know, people, yeah, people support you. A lot more, and you might not get fired. You might just get a warning. So depends what I say, doesn't it? Anything, mate. I think it'd be fine. Depends what I say. 
Anyway, you think about the Ashes and you think, I know there are people questioning the the, the game, you know, the game plan, all that stuff, but I just think people were so behind them. I sort of think, mm. yeah, they don't know him. I think people don't know him. They don't know him, you know. Anyway. Anyway, right. That's all. That's all from us, isn't it? What You're are you going to do now? boy, aren't you? Yeah. You're so tired. Oh, I am. I'm going to bed. What time is it? I'm going to read my book. Mm. 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock, mate. Yeah, oh time for bed. Time for bed. Uh, right. I, I was going to say was, when you when you, when you you got me onto the Ben Earl thing, just quickly. Yeah. The people I envy are the people who like attack every day. Like Tom May, who's one of, I know some... Whoever hasn't, no, no, people who listen, they won't know him, will they? They know who he is, but they won't have met him. He's just the best guy. Like, But one thing I envy about him, and I hope he, I hope it's tr- real, is that he attacks every week and he attacks every day. I don't. I like fold into every day and I'm like, oh my God, it's another day. I Then I think to myself, do I need to start the day with like a bulletproof coffee, a 10K walk, a Pilates session and some meditation or something like I need but sleep is a big thing I need to start going to bed earlier mm, but no. I envy these people that you make your bed remember we had Foxy prioritise their own well-being you make your bed don't you because remember we had Foxy on the podcast <laughs> you were showing off to me yeah I do that all the time mate I make my bed right and I start the day off on a positive <laughs> I, do. I, I was I flying do. I was flying at this going <laughs> bullshit bullshit man I was <laughs> I do I, I, yeah I know Oh, crawl out, mate. Crawl Um, out. uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right, Studsy. All right, Studsy. Keep going. Anyway, anyway, just for me, the celebrations are a little bit too much. Celebrate a little bit, but drop into your knees for a non-straight. Yeah, if you're playing against him, you're thinking, what are you doing there, fella? (laughs) I see him at Cheltenham once a year. Do it there, fella boy. It, yeah, he's great and he's a brilliant player. But the, um, I remember having a big scrum against Sale when I was eighteen. I was eighteen and I was like, right, pumped to frig. And they had the guy. I think his name was Darby Teron, big South African guy. And I was like, right, I was bricking it to be honest. And I got engaged in this scrum. They put the ball. And I just wet, gave it everything, and I actually shunted him backwards. And I was like, ah, yeah, you know, really pumped. Um. We'll end on a swear word, but Alex Arnison said, fucking hell, one good scrum when he thinks it's his fucking birthday. <laughs> I'll never forget that app, so that shut me <laughs> up, mate. I tell you. He was laughing. At, he was laughing. <laughs> I saw a little... Yeah, that shut me up. I saw a little photo on um, Twitter. It's not Ash, it's not called Twitter anymore, is it? Whatever it's called. X. X. Um, yeah. And it was Ben Earl celebrating a non-straight line-out from Ireland on his, ha- on his knees hands in the air and it was Gareth Edwards scoring the greatest try rugby's ever seen just running back jogging back yeah <laughs> like Brad Thorne yeah the boss the game's uh, changed though fella you know yeah we need, I know we need, we, need, we need to be watchable mate yeah, they're entertainers these boys watch quarterback mate on Netflix it's really good Patrick Mahone oh my day oh apparently Johnny Football um, it's really good Rusty told me that uh, Russell Earnshaw told me that Johnny Football is brilliant as well unbelievable excellent so we'll watch both of those this week yeah, do it. All right. All right, thanks, All right. mate. Thanks for that hour. Well done, guys. Um, I w- we're not going to do it next week because I'm away. So oh, cool. that is going to be us until Six Nations pods out, okay? Just follow I us. Do a mon- I might do one on my own, a monologue. Actually, what am I doing? I can't record an I- a podcast. wouldn't know how. All right, lad. Well done, mate. Leave us a review. Okay, everybody. Goodbye. Have a great, have a great holiday. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, great. A review, review. Bye, 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 bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 